0: Tonight's show is on overcoming sexual shame and guilt. Before I get into tonight's topic, I would like to cover some background information about the culture we live in. We live in a sex-negative culture where we are socialized with many messages which equate that freedom of sexual expression is bad except under special conditions. Even then, it is something that is not discussed, just performed. The special conditions are when a man meets a woman and falls in love, joining together in a monogamous marriage. The social expectations are that the couple engages in intercourse, perhaps with a little foreplay mixed in. The occasion is blended with romance and loving gestures between the couple and intercourse is supposed to occur without any prior training. After all, we all are supposed to somehow know what to do. Sex education in most high schools is based primarily on abstinence with a few scare tactics about STDs, and unwanted pregnancy thrown into the mix for good measure. Men are socialized to follow a set of prescribed roles, and women are socialized to follow a different set of prescribed roles, especially when it comes to dating. Sexual-vaginal intercourse between a man and a woman is the accepted and appropriate sexual desire. Deviation from this carries a label of perversion. What happens if a person wants to explore various other forms of sex play? Oral sex, anal sex, BDSM, and mutual masturbation are becoming more acceptable. Homosexuality, and to a much lesser degree bisexuality, are being accepted by more and more people. Non-monogamous relationship configurations, while not generally accepted within the social structure, are being practiced by more and more people. So what does this have to do with sexual shame and guilt? Here's how I break down the problem. Sex is seldom discussed openly. There is a limited set of sexual experiences that are socially approved as appropriate. This is rarely discussed, yet through peer pressure it is enforced. All other forms of sexual expression are considered deranged and perverted. We are taught more on what not to do and precious little on what is socially sanctioned. We are expected to somehow know what to do sexually with the correct precision without any teaching or training. The sex drive and the need for sex is a basic human need. Our bodies are designed by nature to be sexual bodies. With the lack of a proper sex education, many people learn about sex through less reliable sources. A few examples include pornography, friends, and the parental birds and bees discussion. Sex is riddled with religious morality, which is prescribed by priests and other religious leaders. Some of these leaders have taken a vow of chastity and supposedly have never had sex. Realistically speaking, how can a person who is a virgin be an expert on sexual morality? Males are conditioned to be libidinous and the pursuers of sex. Females are conditioned to be the gatekeepers of sex, never revealing their sexual desires and interests openly in public, yet they are required to be attractive without appearing too sexual. Many daughters are frequently required to tone down their sexual attractiveness by their parents, They should not appear as sluts or whores. Both males and females have a strong sex drive, which is especially powerful with the onset of puberty due to the release of our sex hormones. While this can vary from person to person, most people get a surge of hormones, which trigger sexual needs at the onset of puberty. Multimedia bombards us with sexual enticements without appropriate sexual outlets. Once married or in a monogamous relationship, we are supposed to only have sexual desires for our partner and with no one else. We live in a binary sex world where there are only males and females, intersex individuals, surgically altered to appear male or female, usually without the individual's informed consent. We are performing an eradication of an entire sex. Sexual shame and guilt are a byproduct of social conditioning. These are learned behaviors which can be rectified. By learning how to break sexual taboos and sexual social conditioning, Shame and guilt evaporate through the process. It takes time, which varies from person to person. There are many factors involved. A few examples include a person's upbringing varies from person to person and how strong their social conditioning was taught and enforced. Some people are more resilient to the forces of social conditioning than others. So, for those who operate from a logical perspective, here's the equation. We are not properly educated about sex. We are expected to know about sex precisely. Some, if not much, of sexual morality is dictated by a class of people who never had sex. Females are conditioned differently from males with inequality which favors males. With a powerful sex drive and sexual enticements through multimedia, we are expected to go against our sexual nature and refrain from sex until the appropriate time, place, and person is available. It does not take a genius to see that when it comes to sex, the deck is stacked against us. It's no wonder that we feel sexual shame and guilt because we can't measure up to such an unrealistic situation. I have some steps to help overcome sexual shame and guilt. The first step is to acknowledge yourself, that you have feelings of sexual shame and guilt. Often in our society, we are taught to repress these feelings and bottle them up. Allow the feelings to emerge and experience them. Write about them. Tell them to a trusted friend or a therapist. Question, where does this feeling come from? Is this due to forces of social conditioning? Is it due to a lack of proper sexual education or bad information based in prejudiced beliefs or from inexperience? Learn factual information about the sexual issues that are causing you to feel shame or guilt. Often, sexual shame and guilt have roots in a moral code that is based in prejudice and preconceived notions. I'd like to tell you a story about a friend of mine. He used to come to the gay bars with me, and he kept telling me, oh, I am straight, but I'm not narrow. And he would tell me that quite frequently even though the question never even came up. And one day I confronted him and and challenged him. Have you ever had sex with another man? I asked him. He said, no, I've never had that desire. And I said, well, how do you know that you don't like having sex with another man if you've never tried it? I said, you may not like the concept of having sex with another man, and you may not like the whole idea of it, but you can't tell me that you don't like and enjoy having sex with a man until you've tried it, because you really don't know what the experience is like until you try it. Well, we kind of lost touch after that discussion for about a year. And then I ran into him, and he said, Guess what? I tried it with another man, and I loved it. It was great. (laughs) And so I kind of illustrate this story because often we get an idea in our head, or we listen to other people and to social conditioning, and we think, we know, Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't like this, but it's really, I don't like the idea of this, until we try it. Another factor that enters into the picture is that in the U.S., our heritage is based in the Puritan work ethic, which values hard work, personal sacrifice, and placing other people's needs before our own. From the Puritan perspective, Sex is seen as self-indulgent and non-productive. Develop new attitudes and values around sex. Start practicing morning affirmations each day. You may want to get a free copy of the MP3 Guided Morning Affirmations and the written transcript as a PDF file. Go to ravenslayerleather.com forward slash free dash offers. Once again, that's r-a-v-e-n-s-l-a-i-r-l-e-a-t-h-e-r, all one word, dot com forward slash f-r-e-e dash o-f-f-e-r-s. Refer to the, the Raising Sexual Energy edition of Adult Bedtime Stories for more information and a great way to perform morning affirmations. Another thing that can help out is to learn skills to feel sexy and beautiful. The Body Image Healing Edition of Adult Bedtime Stories will help you develop a healthier perspective about how you view your body. Create a non-judgment agreement with your partner about exploring new sexual experiences. With a non-judgment agreement, each person agrees to listen with an open mind and agrees that there are many ways to experience sex, even if a particular sex act is not something that you would want to engage in. Let them know that this discussion is to learn more about each other's sexual interests and that all topics discussed are to explore interests in a discussion. Do not act on any until you both feel comfortable acting on what you have discussed. Communicate with your partner about your sexual desires and invite them to share their desires with you. Examine your sexual taboos and break the taboos that are holding you back from personal growth and sexual experiences that you want to explore in a safe environment. In a future show, I will cover sexual taboos and how to break the taboos that hold one back from personal growth and development. In just about every other area of human life, we are encouraged to learn factual information, practice what we have learned, and develop our skills. Yet when it comes to sex, we are expected to instinctively know about sex without learning, practice, or skill development. Develop your own set of sexual morals that work for you. Use the principles of safe, sane, and consensual to guide you in the pursuit of a working set of sexual morals. Develop a sex-positive set of values and attitudes. In my last podcast, I covered developing a sex-positive lifestyle. An important part of the process is to change one's attitudes and values around sexuality. In many ancient cultures, sex was considered a sacred act. It is our modern society that views sex as a sinful act. Think about when you were a young child before you were exposed to social conditioning. What were you curious about with your body and how it functions? Did you experience tingling sensations in your genitals? Did you play doctor or other childhood sex games with other children? I was fortunate. I had experiences with other boys and girls before I was taught that sex was bad. I even received a boy's cock anally. When I learned the words homosexual, anal sex, and masturbation, I knew that it was a lie that this was bad. It felt too good to be bad. The social conditioning and messages didn't take with me. I knew better, at least to some degree. Before social conditioning takes place, children are naturally curious about their bodies and how the body functions. They have a wonderful sense of discovery and are fascinated. Sexual feelings are no exception. Then social messages about sex and nudity kick in. We learn that sex is something that is bad and wrong, especially in front of other people. I find it oppressive that we are required to wear clothing. What is so bad about nudity? In many ancient cultures, Public nudity was no big deal. Why is it now? Aren't we supposed to be living in an advanced society? Yet when it comes to nudity, we have slipped backwards, I think. I find it interesting that a woman's breasts are considered sexual when a man's nipples are not. It is also interesting to note that a woman's breasts' primary function is for breastfeeding. Why are women's breasts considered sexual? While the breasts and the pecs on a man can provide us with sexual stimulation, and some people can even reach orgasm solely from breast stimulation, they are not primary sex organs. What is it about our bodies that is so bad that we have to keep them covered? The body is beautiful and amazing. Will seeing a naked body really cause harm? I'm an advocate of freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults with clear, concise communications. We supposedly live in the land of freedom, yet when it comes to sex, we have such arbitrary rules and restrictions. By discussing sexuality openly, we can start the process of demystifying sex and overcome sexual shame and guilt. If you enjoy adult bedtime stories, please support the show by becoming a patron of the show. Becoming a patron is easy and costs as little as $1 per month. As a patron, you will receive special benefits. Click on the link to Patreon at my website to support adult bedtime stories, go to ravenslayerleather.com. Do you want to continue living in the dark ages when it comes to sex? Is there a better way? I invite you to join the sex positive movement and start living a sex positive lifestyle. It takes courage and work to develop these skills. With practice, learning, and personal growth, you can experience a life of sexual ecstasy and sexual fulfillment, free of shame and guilt. And with that, this brings us to the end of this episode. Have a good night and enjoy those nocturnal emissions. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual. Glittering ornaments, fragrant wreaths, and wide-eyed wonder await you and your family this Christmas at Biltmore. Enjoy a guided tour of America's largest home, filled with shimmering Christmas trees and adorned in all its yuletide glory. Then make the most of your visit and imagine yourself as a holiday guest of the Vanderbilts at one of our overnight properties. Plan your stay at Biltmore.com.